1: 9397, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Barnhart.
2: Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts. Great to have you with us here on this Monday morning as we get started. Our show today, as we do uh, each of the Mondays throughout the Illinois Athletic season, football and basketball, is brought to you by Berkey's, your hometown Kubota dealer, 2202 High Cross Road in Urbana. Appreciate their sponsorship of the show today. It's good to have you with us. We uh, certainly have a lot to talk about. Super Bowl comes up this week. The Eagles and the Chiefs uh, had the week in between where not a lot happens, just a lot of media speculation. Of course, we've got Illinois and Iowa to talk about. A lot of free throws for the Iowa Hawkeyes the other day. A lot. And we got a lot of teams that are tied with the same record in the Big Ten, so we'll get into that. And Purdue got beat over the weekend, and what does that mean for their ranking this week? And what does it mean for the Big Ten race in general? A lot of Illini sports to talk about as well. the Illini uh, women with a win yesterday. they're going to get in, uh, well they're getting pretty close to 20 wins on the season, a win over Minnesota. got all the other Illini sports, Olympic sports action from over the weekend. LeBron James approaching a record. and uh, just a lot of things we can uh, discuss. So all of that coming up today on a Monday morning quarterback show again brought to you by Burkes. Lauren Tate will join me here after the break. face her law office, invite you to attend their free seminar. The 7 Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Assets, and Family in Perilous Times. Join Thorpe Facer in the Facer Law Office at the I-Hotel and Conference Center coming up on Tuesday, February 7th. That would be tomorrow at thirty. Reserve your space. Call the Facer Law Office, 217-337-1111, 217-337-1111. A busy uh, time here on the radio today. Coming up later today, we've got Sports Talk at 4. They'll be at the Esquire at 5.00. Chris Thomas will join the guys there over at the Esquire at 5 o'clock, 6 to 7, the Prep Confidential Show. Uh, Joey Wright and Colin Likas have been doing that. They do a great job with that as we head into the – we're getting close to regional time here for the girls and uh, the boys, uh, heading for the state uh, finals, of course, here in March at the State Farm Center. And then we'll have the coach, uh, Brad Underwood, at Papa Dells tonight, from 7 to 8, so you can join us over there and join us on the radio for that if you like, either way. nine oh eight back with Lauren Tate, Monday Morning Quarterback Show to get it started today after this timeout. Here is Rodgers on the right wing. Rodgers all the way to the basket, laid it up and in as he circled the lane right to left. Put it up and in. They're on their feet in Iowa City. Rodgers to the right, cut off, down the lane, up and under, All right, our Monday morning quarterback show. Some of the action from Iowa on Saturday, where Iowa wins it 81-79. And I, I thought uh, going into that game, it was probably a coin flip game. And that's kind of what it turned yeah. out to be. Yeah. It was a two-point game.
3: Yeah, I was. Uh, but, you know, I, I wanted to say something about the defense, because it only plays good defense. But when when you're number two or three in the nation in block shots, there's always a tendency to try to get more block shots. And if you tr- if you're thinking about trying to block a shot, there's a good chance you might foul. Mm-hmm. You just have to be you have to make a judgment there to try to avoid fouling and still maybe get a block here and there. But you can't be just over you know mm-hmm. you can't be overcome with the idea that you that you're going to get a block mm-hmm. because it throws you out of position a little bit and. I think they. I think they still play good defense, but they just got to quit the fouling. And you can't win, it, particularly if every if the other team's going to make every free throw. Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, Brad Underwood compared it to the loss at Northwestern. It was There's exactly of, the same, the same, same that thing. way. Yeah, that way. Yeah, so just so many free throws for the other team, and yeah. Every time I looked around, Perkins was going to the foul line. Yeah,
3: he yeah. was. I, I think he just spent the whole second half there, didn't he? He did.
2: <laughs> I think they were twenty-one of twenty-three in the second half. Iowa was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the game kind of slowed down. It was still a tense game and it was a great atmosphere. It was a sellout. Uh, there were 200 fewer Illini fans there because of the the crush story yeah uh, and they made some hay out of it because it, one of the timeouts for them they Good brought them. they brought down the boys and girls boy girls from cedar with, rapids with that,
3: with with t-shirts on. with
2: t-shirts yeah. and the crowd just absolutely roared i mean it was the <laughs> loudest roar of the day that's right so they they milked it for all it was worth but uh, no it was but it was great to see the kids they were having fun and it, you know it worked out for them and happy about that but um no it was kind of a it was a story. Bob wrote about it quite a bit in the News Gazette. He talked to one of the writers that covers Iowa. Yeah, Las, uh, yeah.
3: I and, don't know how to pronounce his name. H L A S. I've always wondered how to pronounce it. <laughs> Must be Las. Maybe the H is silent. yeah. I think it's Las.
2: But anyway, so now when you look at the Big Ten standings, there are six teams, including Illinois, that are seven and five. Yeah. Purdue is eleven and two. Rutgers is eight and four. All seven and five are Indiana, Illinois, Northwestern, Maryland, Iowa in Michigan.
3: If the number 50 team in the country beat the number three team in the country, would you call it an upset? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it, I mean, there 15, was, 15 members of the top 25 lost this week only. I know. It was crazy. It, it's, just, it's just it's a toss-up every time they go out there. Now, we do play a team in Minnesota Minnesota that, that's not been playing very good. They've got a losing streak, and and I don't I I don't know anything about Garcia as far as his availability, but he didn't play Saturday night. He's missed three games in a row with a bone bruise. And do you hear anything about whether he might be able to come back tomorrow? I haven't I haven't talked to Mike Grimm at all, so I don't know. It sounds like yeah. that he's out, but I I can't guarantee that.
2: Well, they've lost their last two games by 18 points apiece. Yeah, in their previous. But just two remember
3: games. this: they had a couple games earlier where they played Purdue. Let's see. I'm sorry. They played Michigan 60-56, and they played Indiana 61-57. to 57. Hmm. Indiana 61-57. So they must have something. They do. And and it's just like some nights you got it and some nights you don't. All right. Got some callers already ready to
2: go here on A Penny for Your Thoughts, our Monday morning quarterback show. And we'll have some open line time uh, tomorrow. Jim Dye joins me on Wednesday. Brand Hansen, who was an afternoon host here years ago, is now a syndicated radio host has a new book out. We'll talk to him and talk about his memories uh, of working here coming up on Thursday. And we'll have a cardiologist uh, in the studio on Friday from OSF. Alright, let's go to Michael. He's up first. Hi, Michael.
4: Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Yeah, I just couple. Uh, want to preface this by saying I'm definitely not complaining about the officials, but there were two calls in that game that were really interesting to me. And one, I've officiated high school basketball for about 25 years and that call on Hawkins is such a tough thing because we got sort of hosed in the Miami game where you know in the tournament years ago where they changed the rule and now we got hosed in the reverse because it was pretty clear cut that Hawkins was fouled he was his arm one arm was held and the ball clearly goes off his hand but as an official you know it's very common in that play to just say okay, the guy that's inside, it's going to be off the guy that goes over his back unless you want to call a foul. And that happens quite a bit. Now, in this case, it's it's usually with somebody taller than the person who's trying to box out.
3: Hold hold on just one second. You're right about that. But in the last two minutes, they stop everything, go over and look at the yeah. film, and then they call it on who it last touched regardless of anything else.
4: That's, that's my point, Lauren, is, is that – at the end of the game. Okay, so during the game an official just makes that call because they don't want right. to they know the ball is off of the, you know, the the guy that's boxing out, but they don't want to make a call on every play. It makes it difficult because if you're an official, so what are you supposed to do then? You're supposed to know at the last 2 minutes that that now becomes a foul which you don't call as a foul during the game. It's just it's a it's unfortunate that they didn't call a foul and you know and that that happens nine times out of (laughs) ten in the regular flow of the game that ball goes to illinois no harm no foul you don't call a foul on the kid going over his back it's just a tough i don't know what the answer is i just it it, it's it's screwy i mean you're going to review it but you review it and there's clearly a foul that you can't call There's no call.
3: Well, you do realize that you spent 25 years trying to do the impossible, which is officiate. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's tough. It's tough. That's
4: that's why I don't like to complain at them. And, you know, it's like I'll give you an example. The travel that everybody's excited about, and I can't remember, it wasn't Perkins, the other guard, I think, at the end, that's clearly a travel. But if Hmm. you watched Northwestern play last night, they got two guys (laughs) grabbing the ball. After the kid misses on purpose, the free throw, that's a travel by definition. They just are never going to call that at the end of the game.
5: Never.
2: Mm.
4: It's just not going to happen. So It's just kind of bad fortunes, I think, for Illinois in that game.
2: Yeah. You mentioned the Illinois rule, which is the one you're talking about when they review under two minutes. It happened on about the same end of the floor that I remember from the tournament game that created the rule in the first place. It was a similar type, you know, right near the baseline and the ball out of bounds and That was too bad.
4: The only thing I can think that they could do, but they'll never do it, is is to allow them to call that a foul because the officials, you don't want them to call. I mean, if you think we had many foul shots in that game, think how many we would have if every single out-of-bounds play gets tipped and it happens at least ten times in a game. You guys both know it. You've seen a million games, too. It's just it's tough, Lauren. You're right. It's just mm-hmm. difficult, and I don't know what the answer is. But oh well, we played good. I thought.
2: Yeah. No, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, I mean, I I figured, like I said at the top, it was going to be a coin flip game, and I it turned out to be exactly that. So it was right down to the yeah, end. We
4: played well. Yep. Well, you guys take care. I good to talk to you. All
2: right. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate the call. I, I think the biggest stretch of the game was the last minute of the first half. Oh yeah. When. They got the We got the goaltending, and Rabacha got a basket and a free throw. And then we rushed down and should have held for, you know, run the clock. We took a shot, and they came down, and a guy threw in a – it was Murray, I guess, threw in a just a prayer at the end of the half. It was a 6-0 run. I know. And that you was gotta a big stretch. you got to hold for the
3: last shot. You can't let them get another shot like that. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a tough shot that they made.
2: Oh, he just threw it in. He literally yeah. threw it at yeah. the basket. It was yeah. right in front of us. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't even a shot attempt. He just – Threw it up there, and it yeah, the, happened the to other go thing in.
3: that I think about at halftime is when there's you got to get a shot when there's about 50 seconds to go, so you get two for one. Mm-hmm. I see too many times that that teams run the run the cock down on themselves, shoot with 30 seconds to go, and then the other team's got the can hold it for the last shot. Mm-hmm. Don't you want to go two for one? I mean, don't they do that in the NBA automatically every game? Yeah. And how many times you see it done in college? It's like these guys are dribbling the ball down the court with 55 seconds to go in the half, with no idea of how they should do it. How can you not know? We all know. We've known it for 50, 70 years. You 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 go two for one at the end of a half.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Didn't do it. Yeah. All right, Richard's with us here on A Penny for Your Thoughts, brought to you by Berkey's. Hi, Richard.
6: Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Lauren. I have a question for Lauren, but I want to make an editorial comment. For mm-hmm. uh, quite some time, I I hear guys call in, and they, a high percentage of them say, hey, how are you guys doing? Hey, I, I'm listening to the show. I already know how you guys are doing. So <laughs> stop. But uh, – I don't want you to address this question, uh, Brian, because of your close relationship to the sports program at U of I, but, but you brought up something, Lauren, just now, about a number of individual mistakes in that game in Iowa. I, I bet for you there's one outstanding play, one individual on the team that screwed up and that cost us a, a basket that cost us the game. And if I were the coach, now he may have five or six of them at this point, but those are the guys I'd take aside and say, look, you better realize that that one act costs us the game. You too, one act. What do you think about that, Lauren?
3: I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I, don't have, I would never go back to one play and think that that cost us the game. I mean, there's too many plays in the game. I mean, well, okay, I, I thought a, a the I thought the best response anybody's had was Edie the other day on at the Purdue game when they said, "Well, Smith had that turnover late." In the game. He grabbed the mic and said, "We all have responsibility. It's a team game." Okay, I good,
6: that's a good point, Lauren. Good, good point.
3: Mm-hmm. And uh, mean,
6: give that kid a give Edie a slap on the back for that observation. Yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs> well, I'll be I thought. I mean, really? I mean, you have to reach up should, high and give it to him. Should we now him, yeah. blame somebody because he made the the wrong play at the end of a game? I mean, the game is forty know, minutes but, long.
6: I yeah. know, I know, but but oftentimes I will, you know, people say, "Well, what's up, Richard?" I'll say, "My blood pressure. What? Oh, because of you know, yeah. the way the game ended and stuff." Yeah. Hey guys, have a great show. All right. Bye. Hey, thank you,
2: Richard. I guess you could, you know, because there's there basketball. There's so many plays that could flip a game, especially in a two point game.
3: Was there something at the end of the game that I'm missing? I don't think so. I mean, no. I mean, Eddie did have a. I mean, Epps did have an open shot there. He 10, did. And, yeah, Meyer
2: and, was trying to get the shot. And he couldn't get open. Well,
3: I mean, he was actually open. He made a very poor shot, but mm-hmm. he's a good shooter. He just didn't make that one. Mm-hmm. Talking about Epps. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he had a good look. I didn't see anything wrong with it. I mean, I, I there was a guy there, but he shot it over him pretty cleanly.
2: Mm-hmm. Coleman had a good look. Late, he just right now can't hit a three.
3: No, he and yeah. Melendez are just they. They should. I don't know what to tell them. Mm-hmm. You know, they they need to go into black magic or something to yeah. try to figure out how to get out of this slump. <laughs> I and mean, he didn't have a field goal the whole game. Yeah. Cool. What well,
2: well, the one time I can think of a a play or something happening where this really was a crucial mistake was the Michigan with the title game, was it, where they called the timeout they didn't have? Oh, yeah. Remember that? You know, they yeah. I mean, ran down and forgot how many, and they just called it. To, I mean, that was like, okay, that play may have cost them the game. I mean.
3: May but, have, but, but they, they were already others. behind.
2: Right, right. There were others that <laughs> right. occurred because there's just so many baskets in, in basketball. Uh, hi, guys. The game tomorrow night in Bloomington between the Scarlet Knights and the Hoosiers should be a good one. Rutgers keeps getting it done. Steve Peichel has turned that program around. So, yeah, the uh, games tomorrow night Rutgers at Indiana, Minnesota at Illinois, Maryland at Michigan State are the three games tomorrow. Iowa, by the way, their next game is at Purdue. Purdue might be a little angry yeah. after their loss to Indiana. And uh, what Indiana, the first half, it was, what, a 15 point lead for Indiana? I didn't see any of the game, but were yeah, they? No, they, were... they
3: they got out they got out fast. Mm-hmm. Purdue was way behind, caught up, and yeah. then Indiana won it.
2: Yeah, because Edie brought him back. Yeah, but uh, he basically, based on the halftime score, Edie had like fifteen of Indiana's whatever points they had, and uh, they must have stopped everybody else. I guess mm-hmm. but... it
3: depends on how you play Purdue. Do you mm-hmm. want to double team him, or do you want to let him get his? Mm-hmm. And of course, when we played Indiana, we decided to let Jackson Davis have his, and, and we guarded everybody else and really guarded the three point line pretty well. But I got maybe two complaints about when I think about it. And this is, I, I shouldn't in any way criticize Underwood because I know he knows a lot more about the game and he, he does a tremendous job. But he switched, he changed defenses. Now we're playing man to man now. When a guy like Perkins is coming off a pick, and, and I go back to previous coaches who have told me this, you've got to switch. Mm-hmm. You've got to switch. If you don't switch, he's going to get a, a medium a jumper, and he's too quick and too accurate to allow that to happen. If you switch, then you've got a different kind of problem, mm-hmm. but you can at least stop him. And if you double-team Jackson Davis, you can stop him, but you you create another problem somewhere right. else. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but if a guy is killing you, don't you have to do something different? Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if you had a guy, Brian, that was shooting right-handed hook shots from the corner out of bounds, wouldn't you send and, and he made all of them, wouldn't you try to figure out some way to stop that? Yeah. You know, I mean, whatever whatever they're doing that's working, wouldn't you try to stop that?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: and make yeah. them do something else? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. as they say,
2: make them drive left-handed. Well, look. That's what what football coaches say. Yes, yes.
3: I mean, how many times did you see Epps uh, hit that little uh, thing from the right-hand side? shot, yeah. Do you think I would let him go that direction if I'm guarding him? I'm going to make him go the other direction. He may beat me the other direction, but I'm not going to let him do the same thing over and over. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. And, And it bothers me to see, for instance, they figured out how to stop. How to stop Shannon. Mm-hmm. Or at least slow him down. They don't let him go left. You let him go left, it's over. Yeah, But they don't let him go left anymore. So what's mm-hmm. happened? He doesn't score so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, teams adjust. Well, Absolutely. They figure it out. All right, 927. Let me get a quick
2: break in. Back with more here. Hang on, caller. We've got some more coming here. Some more texts and emails and phone calls. On a busy penny for your thoughts. Back in a moment. Epstein midcourt. Guarded by Dix, cross-court, Meyer for three, good! Three-pointer, good, Matthew Meyer. Shannon with nine to shoot. Shannon, jump pass down inside Rogers. In the left corner, Meyer sets his feet, fires for three, and buried it. Illinois loses to Iowa, 81-79. Your thoughts on that? It was a sellout crowd. They tried to strike the arena. There was a lot of orange in there, too. Kind of broke it up a little bit. And uh, it was um, the only meeting this year between Illinois and Iowa. The one thing I mentioned: all the uh, teams that are tied at 7-5 and five are Indiana, Illinois, Northwestern, Maryland, Iowa, and Michigan. And the problem with that is that Illinois lost to Indiana, lost to Northwestern, lost to Maryland, and lost to Iowa. So they don't have the tiebreaker with right now with any of those. No. So still have to go to Indiana. And let's see. I think that's it. They've played everybody else that they're gonna play. They play Northwestern here again later this month. All right, nine thirty one. Let me get Alan in here before the news. How you doing, Alan?
7: Morning guys. Uh I spent 40 years uh, trying to have a perfect game in fish heading, I still haven't done it yet. <laughs> long. So uh, I k- still keep trying. I'm getting close every now and then. But uh, I didn't get to see any of the games Saturday. Uh, I was doing games. I did see bits and pieces like we had an eight-point lead there in the second half. Then I had to leave again. The way I understand, Hawkins was over for 7. And Melinda didn't score much. Uh, I'm lucky, Lauren, we're really inconsistent when they're inconsistent, and I'm afraid they're going to be our downfill, downfall in the tournament when it comes because as soon as they have a bad game, that's probably going to be it for us. We just, we're just
3: not consistent enough. Well, nobody is. That's all I'll tell you. Nobody no. is. Nobody's consistent mm-hmm. anywhere. I mean, we got just as good a chance as anybody else, I think. I'm serious. I, I think Illinois has got a real chance because I don't see anybody else that's walking around saying I'm, my team's consistent.
2: Mm-hmm. Purdue's the closest well, that, thing. But.
3: Yeah, and they just lost. Mm-hmm.
7: That part's true, but uh, I'm talking about for our team.
3: Uh, well, I, I am talking about all the teams. I, just, I think that you, know, you, you look up and you see Indiana lost to Maryland by 11 points and then turned around and beat Purdue. You know, I mean, how good is Maryland? How good is Boston College? They just beat Clemson. Clemson was ranked. I mean, if if I started going down the list, I got them all written down here, all the teams that lost it. Fifteen teams in the top 25 lost. Well, I
7: thought going into the season that uh, Melendez and Hawkins, if they would improve, especially on offense, then we'd be really good. Well, that hasn't happened. Hawkins has been good defensively, and he's been good. Rebounding-wise, but uh, Melendez has been a real big disappointment, and
3: well, his minutes have really been reduced, and, mm-hmm. and it's not clear that you know. I, did he take more than one shot, Brian? I, I he had one wide-open three and missed it. And that I was just, it. Uh, he <laughs> shot yeah. the two free throws. I don't, you know. Yeah, I I, th- I think if you go in the game, you maybe you shouldn't be. You know, if you come off the bench, you have got to be uh, selective about shooting. Uh, I, I think it's important mm-hmm. to, to play good defense and rebound and do every, all the things you can, but don't be too anxious to shoot. Get the ball to Meyer. Get the ball to Danger. Mm-hmm. When the ball goes into into Danger pretty deep, it usually turns out pretty good.
7: Yeah. Will Goody end up taking his
3: minutes? I don't know if Goody's going to play or not. I just don't know.
2: You know, if he if he does that, I, that would be one place I think it would come. My guess is either Rodgers and or Melendez would be the two guys that would lose minutes, I would mm-hmm. think, one of those two.
7: Well, I'm thinking if we happen to have a blowout tomorrow, Goody will be or yeah, Goody will be in there, and mm-hmm. then we'll find
2: out. Yeah. Well, he's got to get in condition. I don't so. know
3: if he's ready yet.
2: I don't think he's uh, – I, I was going to be very surprised if he played Saturday. The only thing I could even think of is if we were in serious – and we were in foul trouble, but –
3: they they might he might put him in if the game was lopsided maybe but I I, I think it's another ten days before he's ready to go don't you I would think. and then he and and if he did play he would play short spurts and I don't think he can hardly get into a rhythm if you if you play in in short spurts like that
7: well don't you think it's about too late for the season you know that we all just redshirt him
3: well. I think that'd be up to him. I I mean, I don't think you can make that decision for him. I think he can make the decision. I think the coach can make the decision or try to influence him one way or another. But it sounds to me like he wants to play, and it sounds to me like Underwood wants to play Mm -hmm. him. So I I don't – you know, it's just we're in an era where nobody plays five years, do they? And yet he might. That's
7: true, but uh, we're down to less
3: than 10 games now. I know. I know. But he's still it's still his decision.
2: Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you, Alan. Uh-huh. Good Bye. to hear from you. Thank you. Got to get to the news here. Our news brought to you by First Mid Bank and Trust, providing financial solutions since 1865. Visit firstmid.com to find out more. Here's CBS. Right side, Shannon gets a pick from Rogers, throws it left to Jaden Epps. Sanford out on him. Drive by Jaden. Scoops it up and in. He's getting pretty good at that the right wing in front of us looking for some movement guarded by Sanford takes him down the lane up and off the glass for two count it and a foul here's a pass high post Hawkins out top Epps for three got it Jaden Epps with a three from way out top With Lauren Tate, our Monday morning quarterback show, we do this on Penny for Your Thoughts uh, every Monday during the Illini Athletic season. Illini women beat Minnesota 69-62. What are they up to now? 18 wins. Yeah. Uh, Teresa, uh, Teresa Grants is coming in later this She's month. She's going to be
3: honored, in, yes.
2: In town, coming up, I think it's the uh, 19th,
3: I think, is what we're looking at. So Is this the best team uh, since she was here? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, we still got some tough games, Brian. Right. I, I would say to you that there's going to be some really tough games on the road coming up.
2: And I would think Shawna Green would win coach of the year in the league, right? She's got a chance. There's really... only
3: uh, they only got two home games left, mm-hmm. so we're coming down to the wire. And I would say that she'd have to be considered, although you've got <laughs> four or five teams ahead of her in the Big Ten that are ranked very high. Yeah, Indiana, yeah. Ohio State, I was, and some others. I was got a good team. Oh man, Caitlin
2: Clark is. Yeah. Amazing to watch. So, uh, 941, we're on Penny for your thoughts. Let's go back to the phones. Tom is with us here this morning. Go ahead, Tom.
5: How you doing, uh, Brian? Yes, sir. Go Sages. Sages. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, That's got to be the worst officiated game I ever saw in my life. I mean, what I could see, uh, our man was hitting the air most of the time or hitting the ball, but... I mean, we couldn't go down to the Iowa end and breathe without them calling a foul. That that was awful. Mm. You know, I mean, it's terrible. It's almost guaranteed when we went down to their end, they were going to call a foul. And it's very hard to beat five uh, other men when the, and the officials.
2: You yeah. Know. Well, here's the one thing to keep in mind: we had 22 fouls. Had Iowa 21. had twenty-one, <laughs> so, so they were if they, 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 they were equal, bad, they were equally bad. They were Equally
3: bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Well, are, <laughs> you know, were. <laughs> I think you were seeing it from one point of view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excuse me oh, for you saying. Had some that. orange glasses on there. <laughs>
5: yeah. I, I, I would love if Illinois could play Iowa in the NCAA, and definitely not have the same referees. Mm. That
3: well, I bad. will tell you that. I would say I've said this a thousand times. Every game is poorly officiated because it can't be officiated. The game can't be officiated, not by human beings. Yeah. I mean, there may be some somebody else that can do it, some imaginary person. but
5: uh, yeah, I, I, I hope Purdue thumps on Iowa bad. <laughs> so, well, but, uh, but yeah, when, they... when, when are they going to play? I'd like to watch that. Hopefully it will be on the Big Ten Network. Uh, but when's Purdue and Iowa playing?
2: Uh, Iowa and Purdue play seven o'clock. Well, six o'clock on uh, ESPN two. Okay. On then. on uh, Thursday.
5: Oh, on Thursday. Thursday, oh, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, I think we might have a pretty good shot at you know uh, the NCAA.
2: Oh, we've got uh-huh. a, Oh, yeah, they've got us. So last I saw, now some have had us like a seven seed. I've seen us as high as a five. In the tournament, and here's what's pulling us up all the time is those wins over Texas and UCLA. Mm-hmm. And oh, Texas yeah. just beat Kansas State, who was ranked whatever they were, fifth mm-hmm. or sixth. Both ranked, yeah. And those are those are wins that help us. Mm-hmm. And so our um, in the eyes of the people that do the tournament stuff, we've got a really good resume. So
5: yeah, yeah, I think we did. Well, it was nice talking to you, gentlemen, and you have a good day.
2: Thank you, Tom. Okay, yep. thank you. Good to have you with us. Uh, a little more on this out-of-bounds call, I think. Dave, how are you, sir?
8: Good morning. I wanted to talk about the out-of-bounds play in the last two minutes. Yes, sir. Do you think that they'll have to uh, tweak that rule? Because to me, it would look like it was clearly a foul on on Chris Murray. He, he clearly pulled Coleman Hawkins' arm and, and hit the ball. I'm just wondering, we seem to be the uh, the bearer of all these rules changes where, you know, we, we get we get um we had the, the, the review play against Miami in the NCA tournament a few years ago where we, we didn't get the benefit. It just seems like it, it seems to hit us a lot.
2: Yeah. And we're the ones who started review uh, replay anyway, well, right?
3: They're not gonna review fouls. Yeah. I mean, they're just not going to do that. Because that would be they're, they're, endless. They're, yeah. yeah. They're, I mean, you can't.
8: Well, I mean, I'm just talking about in the last two minutes, if you're going to review uh, possession, I mean, I don't – what did you think? Did you guys think it was a foul on Murray?
2: I thought so, yeah. the The bench, our bench was going crazy. Coaches were grabbing their left arms and saying he fouled him on the arm. He pulled his arm down. So. I mean,
8: I can understand you can't review every foul. That would take forever. But yeah. if you're going to review possession in the last two minutes, and you you clearly see a foul, I don't. know, That's just to me. It seems like it. They maybe need to tweak it a little bit. But mm. just wondering what your opinion was.
2: Yeah, I don't know how you. Uh, I don't know what you do to tweak it. That's the. <laughs> I mean, you say, well, it's out of bounds, but there was a foul before. I you guess got enough but,
3: reviews already. I think. Yeah.
2: It's it's a slippery slope. Yeah.
8: Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, and of course, I mentioned a replay because Ron Turner was a big advocate of it when he was here, and we got burned on it, as we know, with Michigan, the old Michigan game from 23 years ago. But um, anyway, we've been involved in a lot of those. We were involved in the uh, Rupp Arena loss at Kentucky, where they eventually changed it where you can't host a regional final in your own building. Right. So, yeah, uh, we're kind of the uh, cutting edge of stuff. Uh, Mark, how you doing, Mark? Hey, good morning, Brian. Good morning, morning, Lauren. How y'all doing? Good. I'm how
9: y'all doing? <laughs> hey, it was it was hard. Uh, uh, it was a hard fog game, um, and I just wanted to ask y'all opinion, uh, your thoughts on. I think although the freshmen are playing well and they're getting better, um, but it's getting to me. It's getting to the point to where it's hard to take Epps out. Because sometimes when you, when he's going and he got to get his break breaks in, but when Harris comes in, it seems like you know when he's leading the point, there's there's a the momentum that we gain, you know, kind of drop off, and I noticed that happened a little bit in the Nebraska game when you know we had we got going, he got us going in the break, but then after a while, it just seemed like they came back and. Same thing with Iowa, and and I just wanted to uh, – the point guard position is a big one, and uh, I just wanted y'all thoughts on mm-hmm. on uh, the play after Epps, and Af- I will hang up
3: and listen after Epps. Oh, go ahead. You mean other yes, than after Epps? Epps? Why, why other ever? Than Epps. I, my question would be why ever take him out?
9: Uh, no. what st- what I know. You stop I, every I four. Uh,
3: let, let me Let me ask you this: Would you like it if they took Perkins out and rested him for a few minutes? I would. Oh, I, would. <laughs> I, I, I would I I I I like for them to rest him. Why do we why why would we want to rest our best players?
9: I uh, know. I I I want them to rest their best players. Keep them in there. <laughs> <laughs> keep them in there, but you know, I just noticed a little drop off a little bit and uh also I don't know if you guys uh, as far as recruiting with uh, uh, Clark gone, uh, are we is there any point guards out there? that, you know, any other guards out there, period, that we well, are we recruiting. Just, we just brought
3: just... in a point guard from from Australia who's –
2: Yeah, he's Italian from uh, – he's playing in Australia. <laughs> right, Yeah, okay. they, they really like him.
9: Oh, All right, uh, that's good. He'll well, be playing I'll next hang year. hang up and listen.
2: Okay. Thank you, Mark. All right, thank you. Hey, we appreciate you listening. Uh, somebody says, didn't the Illini miss more than four free throws, the margin of victory? I think we did miss at least five maybe. Um,
3: well, Iowa missed four, didn't they?
2: Did they miss that many? I know Perkins missed the one at the end. And yeah. that might have been four they missed for the game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 22 the 26 fouls
3: are, and the free, the free throws were a lot different, but the fouls weren't. Right. 22 to 21.
2: Mm-hmm. And we missed two late. I think Hawkins missed a couple. Oh, yeah. Late. Those were big. Yeah. yeah. And if you're getting in a free throw shooting contest with Iowa, we're about 67%. They're about 75 and there's all kinds they're, of things. They're
3: going to beat you if, if it comes down to shooting. Well, Illinois is not, is not a good shooting team. I hate to break this to you, but we're not a good shooting team. The statistics bear that out. We've played this many games now. Mm-hmm. We should have it figured out. And what we what you and I talked about off the air, I guess, if you take 43% of your shots are going to be three-point shots and you're shooting around 30%, that's not going to be a winning percentage for you. Mm-hmm. You better be
2: scoring a lot of other two-point baskets. Yeah. Yeah, and they do. Yeah, they do. And they've a lot of, and, lot of points in the paint. And they
3: shoot so much better from two points than they do <laughs> three point. I, I think Illinois is shooting. I may be mistaken on this, but I uh, going into that game, going into that game, Illinois was shooting thirty one point seven on threes and fifty five point six on twos. Mm-hmm. Now so look, where, where should you be shooting? What's that tell yeah. you? Get the ball to danger. Let that, let's let start there. Not that he has to shoot it every time he gets it, but if you throw it to him, it creates something.
2: Especially when he gets in the right spot. Yeah, if he's out there too far. If he's out too far, that doesn't help. Yeah. As long as he's down deep. All right, 9.50. Let me get a break in. Back with Lauren Tate. Lauren's going to run through all the ranked teams that lost for us here at some point <laughs> uh, this weekend. Back in a moment. 9.53 with Lauren Tate on a Monday morning quarterback show. Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Assets and Family in Perilous Times. Join Thorpe Facer, the Facer Law Office, at the I-Hotel and Conference Center, Tuesday, February 7th, tomorrow at one thirty. Reserve your space by calling Facer Law Office, 217-337-1111. All right, you had the list of uh, Ranked teams that lost. Oh, I do have there, a yeah. bunch of them. I
3: don't yeah. know if I got them all, but okay. I, yeah, I, uh, starting with Purdue. Sat, well, yeah, on Saturday, uh, Purdue lost to Indiana. Well, Virginia has got a really good ball club and high ranked, and they lost to Virginia Tech. Uh, Kansas lost to Iowa State. Now I don't know if that would be an upset, but mm. Kansas has been playing very erratic lately. That
2: game was in Ames, by the way.
3: Okay, yep. Tennessee beat Auburn. Forty-six to forty-three. Yeah, that's ugly. So neither team <laughs> played worth a dern. Forty-six to forty-three. Tennessee beat Auburn. Okay. Um, TCU was ranked fifteenth. They lost to Oklahoma State. Uh, Clemson was ranked twentieth. They lost to Miami. Uh, Texas beat Kansas State. Two ranked teams, but obviously one of them has to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just on Saturday. You go back to Thursday. Um, UAB. Uh, Beat Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic was ranked nineteenth. I don't know if that's legit, but they were ranked Mm nineteenth. And if you just go down the list, it's just kind of ridiculous that that the number. What we what we have is just a mishmash of teams. And when the tournament starts, in my mind, there just won't be any upsets. It's just it's It's anybody's game. It's wide open. Yeah,
2: Mm -hmm. I believe so. Uh, By the way, the free throws. Illinois was eighteen of twenty three. So they okay. missed five. That's
3: pretty good for them.
2: That's really good. And Iowa was twenty-six of thirty, mm-hmm. and I think they were twenty-one of twenty-three in the second half.
3: But if we'd made their five, those other five, we'd have won the game. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> <laughs> or at least three of them. <laughs> right. if we made three of them. We'd that's have won right. the game. Yeah, by that's one right. point.
2: Nine uh, fifty-five. Back with Lawrence. Another quick timeout. Uh, we got a lot of text here in, so we'll get to those as we go up till eleven o'clock today. Tomorrow we'll do some open line. Jim dies in here on Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday, Bran Hansen, former host here at WDWS in the afternoon, now a syndicated national host. He's got a new book out. We'll talk about that. But uh, first, this timeout. Back on a penny for your thoughts. Brought to you by Berkey's, your hometown Kubota dealer. They sponsor us every Monday. We appreciate that. A couple minutes to go here, or less than two minutes before the top of the hour. I've been watching Illinois basketball since Don Freeman, Bill says. I can almost always see the foul live. There are probably ten calls at least where I didn't see anything. I think the, I think the officials once again got caught up in the home team momentum. They're human. That happens no matter what officials like Hightower tell us. Ed was at the game, by the way.
3: Yeah, we're going to get Ed on our show Saturday morning if we can. Okay. Uh, But it's just that we see things through a different lens when we're pulling for a team. Mm. We do.
2: It's human, human nature.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Like I said, they called uh, fouls. The the number was actually pretty even. (laughs) 22-21. So it was. It was kind of a foul fest. It was an exciting game regardless. I mean, uh, usually a game like that, it slows down where you get, you know, like the Northwestern-Wisconsin game where it's 50-something to 50-something. This was – No, this was a good scoring game in that
3: that regard. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And Iowa gets good momentum. They're, um, they're pretty hard. The thing
3: hard to... that, that again, I, the thing that hurts when the fouls is when you have to take a guy out mm-hmm. that's a crucial member of your team because of two fouls in the first right. half, for instance. And they, Meyer was never the same. He had 15 points in the first 15 minutes, and then they took him out with two fouls, mm-hmm. and then he was he was he was still a good player, but he was never quite. He didn't have that buzz going that he had early. I, I don't know why you have to take a guy out with two foul. I don't understand You've been that. Talking don't, about I that, mean, you know. can explain it to me all you want. It doesn't make any sense to me. If, if we we played in that game, Meyer played twenty eight minutes out of forty. Now, if he had, if they just left him in the whole time, he might not have fouled out number. He might have played forty minutes, but he would have surely played thirty five. And if he played that many more minutes, how much more would how much more benefit would Illinois have derived from him being in the game? No, no, nobody. No, well, I don't want anybody to agree with me. That's just my crazy way of thinking about it. All
2: right, we'll continue this leave crazy your best way. Of,
3: players in the game and have them take their guys out with two minutes, yeah. with two fouls.
2: We'll continue your crazy way of thinking <laughs> in the next hour. We've Got to get to the news here. WDWS, champaign Urbana in progress.
1: It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart.
2: And welcome back. Hour number two of A Penny for Your Thoughts as we uh, join you here on this Monday morning. Our quarterback show, Monday Morning Quarterbacks, brought to you by Berkey's, your hometown Kivota dealer, 2202 High Cross Road in Urbana. We talked a lot of basketball, a lot of officiating, because there were a lot of fouls in that Illinois game with Iowa the Hawkeyes win at There There is a Purdue still on top despite their loss. Some people think they'll stay number one when the poll comes out.
3: Yeah, I think it will.
2: I think they will. I don't know why.
3: Yeah, when the teams right below them lost. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference?
2: Yeah, so Purdue's on top, eleven and two in the Big Ten. Rutgers eight and four, and then you've got a six-way tie for third: Indiana, Illinois, Northwestern, Maryland, Iowa, Michigan—all seven and five. Michigan State six and six. Penn State's five and seven. They got beat by Nebraska. Last night, that
3: had to hurt. Yeah, Penn Penn State's sliding a little bit.
2: Yeah, and uh, I don't know as we get down to the finish here, how many of these teams are going to make the tournament. We'll see because they're going to beat up on each other. So we'll see. Uh, But Illinois seems to be in good shape based on all the prognostications. Uh, One person texted in saying we haven't made the tournament yet. Uh, No, but uh, I think they're in good. They're in a good spot. And you got one, two, three, four, five, six. Six teams that are all 16 and seven, <laughs> including Rutgers, who's a game ahead in the Big Ten standings. So we talked about that. 2173569397. Uh, Text line at 2173515357, and you can email us talk at WDWS.com. had a question here: how did the Brown brothers do in the Senior Bowl? Uh, and we found a couple of things. One, Chase Brown had nine carries for 40 yards, which is one of the higher numbers actually yeah, oh in the yeah. game. Uh, the highest was Evan Hull from Northwestern, had 74 yards. This was for the national team. Uh, there was a quarterback, uh, Jay Kaner, threw for 139 yards and a touchdown. Uh, let's see here. I'm looking at the American team rushing. Run- runner from Kentucky had 27 yards. runner from Oklahoma had 17. Um, so anyway, Chase Brown, do, I don't have any numbers on tackles. Uh, as far as that goes. But, uh, yeah, the Brown brothers, as far as Chase and uh, Sydney, we'll see how they where they go in the draft. But I know Witherspoon's still considered a first-round pick.
3: Yeah. I just uh, I just ran across one just now uh, uh, where he was actually as high as number nine. Number nine, the ninth the, pick. In the draft. Yeah, in the All draft. Right. But I don't know if he'll necessarily go that high. It's a mock draft. And it can mm-hmm. be accurate or inaccurate. You never know. But... Um, Anyway, uh, it sounds like he's going to go first round. Sounds like that Chase uh, ought to go in the third or fourth round, I would think. Hmm. They, I just saw two rounds in which he was not mentioned.
2: Uh, no Big Ten games tonight as far as basketball. Uh, the uh, Rutgers at Indiana game is tomorrow night, Minnesota at Illinois, Maryland at Michigan State. The Nebraska's at Michigan Wednesday, Wisconsin's at Penn State. On Wednesday, And then Thursday, it's Iowa at Purdue Northwestern at Ohio State. Rutgers comes to Illinois Saturday at 1. And that could be a bruising battle between Illinois and Rutgers. All right, several texts here. Text says, neither Brad Underwood nor Fran McCaffrey have coached in a Sweet 16 game. Almost identical coaching careers, somebody says. Mm-hmm. Uh, good morning, Brian and Lauren. Congrats to Mike Woodson and the Hoosiers. Congratulations to the L.A. Dodgers on retiring Fernando Valenzuela's jersey this summer okay well that's good to hear uh just started listening how do the brown brothers do in this senior bowl didn't seem worth missing the bowl game to me at least for chase i uh, didn't even play that much did he well we just told you he ran for 74 yards so he, <laughs> 40, 47 40. i'm sorry yeah evan hall had 74 mm-hmm. so he did pretty well and it's not so much just the game it's uh and there was a lot of tweets a lot of tweets on twitter there that having to do with how impressed they were with mm-hmm. Sydney or with Chase as they were putting out different Their practices treats. turned practices. out really well and for so, them. And you had to get the lined up to go to practice to get ready for the Senior Bowl and then mm-hmm. all the practices there and then, then the game. So it's not yeah. just showing up for one game. Uh, good morning, Brian and Lauren. Do you know if Brad Underwood listens to the Monday Morning Quarterback Show? <laughs> I'm it, sure he does not. Well, I'm sure he does not. Seems <laughs> like he could take something away from it. To coach on, just curious. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Uh, Lauren, if you can shoot 33% from three, mm-hmm. it's the equivalent of shooting 49% from two.
3: 33 and, and uh, 16, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, we, are, we are shooting 55.6 from two.
2: Doing really but well. But
3: the other thing about this is, this is it's not a fair comparison because how many times – Do you see yourself forced into taking a difficult three, or maybe not even a difficult, a late three against the clock? That reduces Mm -hmm. your percentage without Mm -hmm. a doubt. Mm -hmm. And by the way, they're not shooting 33%. They're shooting about 31%. 31% as a team, which is Mm -hmm. about 11th or 12th in the Big Ten. Yeah. Based on the numbers. So when you go into a game in the Big Ten, the other team's got better three-point shooters than you do based on statistics. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: All right, we need a uh, – texture. says, we need a college equivalent of Dennis Rodman.
3: We've got one. <laughs> We've got one. We do? Yeah, his name is Rodgers. Uh, Ty Rodgers, yeah. On the offensive board, he's amazing. He is. He's not as good as Rodman, but he's really good. He is good. He just gets to the ball. He has a knack for it.
2: Hi, Lauren. What are your first and seam so, uh, second team selections for the Big Ten? And does boo booey have a spot? he's been pretty good this year I'd, I'd have him on the second team probably boo- booey but I don't know yeah first uh, team's fairly easy I think I, I, I mean four-
3: four positions are yeah you've got the two centers to begin mm-hmm. with and you got Murray and you got pickett mm-hmm. those are the four. Yeah. I don't know who the fifth one is yeah before this season's over, it could be Meyer before the season's over, it could be shannon. But it depends on how they finish. I would not think they, that they would be on it right now, but I don't know who the fifth guy would be. Yeah, I'm
2: trying to think of all the teams and who they have Dickinson, but he's a big man.
3: Yeah, he'd probably be second team, I yeah. imagine. Um, Michigan State got anybody? Um, I don't
2: think so. Yeah, Ohio State, Minnesota, no. Hmm. I don't know. It'd be who that fifth one would be. Uh, Larry from Arcola says, I missed watching the Illini game Saturday as a grandparent, duty-watching youth basketball, but did watch Santa Clara play that, that uh, night. How did we lose Pajemski? He's a player on the NBA watch list. He's averaging, I think, close to 20 points a game yep. at yep. Santa Clara. Now, it's and a
3: different... he's, and, and he's, I think the last time I looked, he got about eight rebounds a game, too. That's pretty mm-hmm. good.
2: Now, I don't know how good the defense is. No, In, we don't know uh, how
3: good the teams are uh, that he's playing against, but we know they're not very good. I mean, we know that that's not a good league mm-hmm. by but, comparison. But
2: he's—I've seen the highlights. He, yeah,
3: he looks good. Yeah, he can score. He really does.
2: I agree with Mr. Tate. I guess it's human nature to see the fouls on your team differently. <clears throat> At the end of the Illini Hawkeye game, I honestly thought that was a very well officiated game overall. Missed two critical calls under two minutes, but for the game, even. I hope. Brad Underwood, heard you, Lauren. Two fouls. Let them play. If they have two fouls.
3: Let them play. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but you'd be the only guy in the country doing it. But I know. You'd... you'd be out
2: there on a limb and by then, yourself. And then if
3: the guy fouls out, you'd be criticized yeah, yeah. terribly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Chris is with us. How you doing, Chris? Doing good, sir.
10: Um, hey, well real quick on the two fouls remember when deon thomas every time he got that second foul before the first half Lou henson would send him the entire rest of the first half before uh wouldn't let him play another minute um but going to my question um i've been listening to you for a long time on the radio i listen for you on penny i love listening to lauren and his voice you guys are just synonymous with illinois athletics and sports the question i had for you is with all the things that you have to do with penny for the week the football season basketball season how do you do the production for the games? How do you memorize all these names? Has it just come easier over time? And I think that the listeners might got like some insight on, like what does it take to get that done for you, to get the flights, the scheduling? Do you have like a personal assistant?
3: Really <laughs> no. <you go> <laughs> <Did> <laughs> Brian you- does like, not have a personal assistant. I don't know. I don't have one but, of those. But, Brian, just think how easy it was in the old days when guys stuck around for four years. You didn't have to memorize new names every game. That's right. Yeah. No, those are all good questions. Yeah.
10: Well, how many hours in a day does it take you to prepare for all this Mm -hmm. and prepare to put on a really good broadcast? And uh, I mean, are you constantly living off email, off text messages from people? I'll hang up and listen, but I'm just kind of fascinated in what it takes to actually produce a game.
2: Yeah. Okay. I'm happy to do that. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, Lauren did it, of course, with Jim for a long time, so you kind of know what goes into it, but Um, there's, there's, I spend, I don't know for a football game. I'll spend course of a week. I spend about six hours football getting ready with my score sheets and talking to the other broadcaster and taking notes, basketball and get ready in a two to three hours per game. As far as my score sheets and names and numbers and stats and. And all of that, and uh, anymore, There's, and back when Lauren was doing it, the information was harder to get. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean now you can go online. I can get about everything I need.
3: Yeah, uh, pretty easy. But but Brian, we're preparing all the time. That's right. Even when we interview somebody from the other team, you when you when you talk to Mike Grimm, think how much you learn from him about Minnesota just from talking to Mike Grimm, mm-hmm. or the or the announcer that you talk to. Mm-hmm. I mean we learn an awful lot on the opposing teams by talking to the people that 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 cover them
2: right you can learn that way and yeah. you'll have a lot of guests on Saturday sports lines but i'm
3: uh, I'm studying I spend an hour before I even get out of bed just reading i mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, terrible that way anymore. <laughs> I wake up at six thirty and I read till seven thirty mm-hmm. that's about what I do mm-hmm. so yeah that's I about mean that's the, just the beginning of a day in which I, I spend the the whole day reading mm-hmm. about. These teams and, and writing stuff now. I got so many pages, I have a hard time throwing stuff away because I, I fall yeah, back on it later.
2: Note, notebooks full of stuff, yeah, that you keep. Yeah. Um, as far as my end now, of course, Ed Bond does a great job with the engineering. He's the one that is with the technical side of things, so I don't have to worry about that. In the minor leagues, I did. When I was doing minor league baseball, I was the engineer in addition to. They were going to, to pay another else. guy, were they? they were, no, heavens no. They were going to pay a color guy. It was me. <laughs> uh, that's Those are the old days. But uh, yeah, I know between the uh, the prep for the game, uh, doing the score sheets, um, doing the game itself. And that's just it for one game. And then there's another game. we got two games this week. So I've been working on Minnesota the last couple of days, and I'll start working on Rutgers probably tomorrow. And work ahead uh, as many times as I can. And then you throw in football at the same time, uh, the hours start to add up. So you're just spending a lot of time. But, you know, if we're on a flight somewhere, like coming home the other night uh, from the game with Iowa, I worked on Minnesota on the plane coming home. Or, you know, you just pick your spots when you can have a few minutes when you can't do anything else. Or if I'm watching a game on TV and just I just think on all the way game.
3: back to Bob Blackman and. Getting on the plane to come home from wherever we were, he was already working on the next team. Mm-hmm.
2: That's kind of, we do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, get ready for the next one. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, I mean, there's a lot of um, detail work that goes into it. But, I mean, it's a great way to.
3: But when you, when you to, start counting your hours, you're not counting them all. No. Because no there's no
2: way to too, count them all. <laughs> 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 but if you enjoy doing it, yeah. and Jim would have said the same thing. I mean, if you enjoy doing it, it's not really work. It's it's time and it's effort. And uh, speaking of names, people ask about the names. It's easier to call a Big Ten game just visually because you know all the players. You see them all the time. Where it's a little tricky is the first two minutes of a game against Jackson State or against a smaller school where you're not as familiar. Then you're going more on haircuts or headbands or you know, uh, length of their hair, whatever it is. Uh, you, you're kind of going on site a little bit. But when you've got the score sheet in front of you, after three or four times you start to figure out, okay, that's who's playing regularly and that's who the starters are. Our guys you know by sight anyway. So yeah. it, it comes pretty quick. So anyway, that's hope that answered your your question. 10:23. Uh, 23 uh, let me get a timeout in, come back with more here after this on a penny for your thoughts on a Monday Morning Quarterback left wing sanford out on him now to danger danger with a runner put it up and in he looked at the basket took a step and just kind of flung it up there rogers out of there with it his sixth board ahead to harris pass in the corner hawkins for three. missed it rebound danger and he stuffs it in that's how you finish big fella how do you like that danger slams it in on the miss Back on a penny for your thoughts, our Monday morning quarterback show brought to you by Berkey's, your hometown Kubota dealer, 1027 here at DWS. I uh, got a Monday morning quarterback email here, I think. It says In the second half, we were bringing the ball up against a press. Hawkins picked up his dribble around the 10 second line. He looked here and there and then threw a pass, 35 feet, give or take, to a man that was guarded by a defender about 10 to 12 feet away. Uh, The whole world saw it, I think. The defender easily intercepted the pass. It's a thing I see game after game, just really bad basics. Reminded me of a story I heard about Eddie Johnson and Lou Henson in a scrimmage. Eddie passed the ball inbounds behind his back. Lou stopped play and put an end to it. How many of you want to see Eddie throw the ball in from behind his back? Pause. Now, see Eddie. Nobody wants to see you do that.
3: (laughs) That's what that's what Lou would say. say. Now, Eddie.
2: Now, Eddie. (laughs) All his players can say that now. Dion. Uh Now, Doug. Uh Now, Lauren. Uh, Is that kind of thing playing itself out in our practices? Um, No, they work on stuff like that all the time. I. Actually, I thought Epps did a better job than anybody we've seen in recent years against the press. He
3: had no turnovers.
2: Yeah, no turnovers at all. He's had
3: several games like that, no turnovers.
2: In the past few games, our listener says, I've seen Coleman try to make ridiculously difficult passes and fail. I wish he would stop it. Um, So, I don't know. There you go.
3: It Uh, happens. It it
2: does happen. Um, I heard, I'm pretty sure, that someone had the Lions taking Witherspoon with a sixth pick, is what somebody says. Well, well I good. had
3: the Lions taking him with the ninth pick, and mm-hmm. I, I say I just read it mm-hmm. on a mock draft just about well, a half the, hour ago.
2: joined Kirby Joseph up there, wouldn't he, in Detroit? So that be, would be—that would be good. Pretty good pair. Pretty, of, pretty good line. Yeah, tandem say, there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Agree with caller Chris. Would love some insight on how Brian manages his schedule <laughs> and what all your job entails. Fascinating how you do it all and do it well. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I do not have a personal assistant, though. And uh, by the way, for the somebody mentioned um, preparing for Penny for your thoughts, I think Chris mentioned. Uh, I do all this to set that all up myself. I mean, as far but as think guests, how much
3: you've learned being on there all these years, mm-hmm. how much you learn over time sure. that you wouldn't have known. Because you interview people and they tell you things,
2: right? Right. You pick up on stuff like yeah, that. That's right. Yeah, and you're you're the, would be the testament to that. I mean, <laughs> right? You've learned a lot over yeah. the years. Just from- I just
3: hang around people that're smarter than me, and, and everybody's smarter than me. So anybody I hang around with, I learn from.
2: <laughs> what has happened over the years, uh, the in the five years now, and of course Jim did it for 40. So I mean, I'm nowhere in that in that ballpark. But is I've got enough people now. I've been on the air long enough that people reach out to me to say, hey, could I be on the show? Or here's mm-hmm. someone that would recommend you be yeah. on the show. And yeah. so I think that's that makes my job a little easier as far as getting people on. But, uh, Hi, Brian. I've been to a couple of the women's games. They go into the crowd after the game to sign autographs, wondering if yeah. the guys could do the same thing.
3: Um, I don't. I don't think there's any intention to do that. They, they're they're going to go into that dressing room. I think pretty straight. Yeah. But the women have have made several PR moves. One of which is that the students and uh, the athletes themselves, and the other is the coach talking to the crowd afterwards. I mean, she's just done about everything right here. She doesn't have a great team. She's got a good team that ought to be in the tournament and, and could could surprise some people. But um, she's, uh, you know, if she can get some size where they can defend the basket. Mm-hmm. Right now, they don't have the size to win at the top level.
2: Because the guard play is really good.
3: Guard plays terrific.
2: I mean, they get to the basket. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and
3: guard plays good in tournament time.
2: And then they drive in there, and then they collapse, and then they kick it out, and they're shooting threes.
3: They had been shooting threes well until the last three or four games, yeah. and now they've been in a little bit of a slump. But hey. It's it's fool's gold. If if you if you make if you're shooting threes at forty two percent, you know there's gonna come a time when it's gonna be less. You just know that. It happens to everybody.
2: And they've been one of the better three point shooting teams yeah. in the Big Ten and in, in the country. The nation. In the nation. Yeah. So that's been that's been fun to watch. I have to look at their latest bracketology. I know a week or so ago they were like an eight mm-hmm. seed and we were the men were a seven. Um by the way, we'll talk it over. With Coach Underwood tonight at Papadell's seven to eight, you can join us there at the Esquire tonight. It's Chris Thomas, the volleyball coach, will be on from five to six. Sports talk at four, and the uh, Prep Confidential show with Joey and with Colin will be on from uh, six to seven. Right before we go here, and on our sister station Light Rock ninety-seven point five at seven with the coach from Papadell's. Number of shows are winding down. We're almost to the. We're a month away from the Big Ten tournament. Basically,
3: you mentioned volleyball. You know, this is the first time in many years that there is as much excitement about basketball as there is about volleyball mm-hmm. at the University of Illinois. Yeah, for sure. a lot of years, where volleyball was it,
2: and now the women's basketball team doing quite well. All right, our news update this hour at the bottom of the hour, brought to you by Direct Travel, book and select air. look a, let me back up. Book a select air and travel package. Before December 28th, that's a ways away from direct travel and travel impressions inclusive collection and travel before December 22nd to save up to three hundred dollars. Go to directtravelci.com. Here's CBS.
11: It's been it's been our nemesis in two straight uh, in two road games. You know it's uh, at Northwestern and and uh, here today, and uh, you know it's a it's a really hard feeling as a coach to. Um, You you can't control anything because we we foul. And it's just a a lack of discipline. I thought we'd gotten away from that. Um, I give Perkins credit. He made him. You know, but uh, uh, we didn't make him, you know, we we made him shoot a lot of hard twos. Nobody else was really involved. But uh, you you can't foul. You can't foul on the road. You can't give up a free throw blockout. Uh, You can't, um, you know, we got four guys on the paint. They have two. And we give a free throw when they do miss one and we give up a, a basket, a, a loose ball that we don't get on the floor, we have three guys around it, and, uh, you know, Sanford hits the three. Those are things you can't do on the road, and, uh, you know, that's that's uh, that's frustrating as a coach to, to, to be right there, play well enough, and, and uh, not make the right plays at the right time.
2: Talking about Lou Henson and his uh, telling his guys now, Eddie, or now Doug Altenberger tells the story. Somebody made a, I forget who it was, Larry Smith or somebody, uh, whoever did the fancy pass or something, and he'd say to Jimmy Collins, now, Jimmy, I, I smell some mustard. I smell some relish. <laughs> Somebody's trying to be a hot dog out here, you know. And, uh, you know Can,
3: have so, I got time for my famous story on Holcomb? Sh- sure. You know about Holcomb. They threw the ball into him in practice, and Mm -hmm. he threw it back out. And they threw it into him again around the basket, and he threw it back out. And Lou says, stopped the practice. And he says, throw me that ball. He walked about 10 feet from the basket, and he shot it, and it went in. He said, give me that ball again. They threw the ball to Lou, and Lou shot the ball into the basket again. then he looked at the team and he says, you know, he says, Derek doesn't like to shoot. (laughs) (laughs) He says, throw me that ball again. And they threw him the ball, and he shot it in again. He says, this is fun. <laughs> this is fun. He says, why doesn't Derek like to shoot? <laughs> and, and I tell yeah. you what, I've never forgot. I just, I'm just, at yeah. practice. I'm laughing so hard I can't. Yeah. And Derek's just standing there. So he knows. That when they're throwing the ball around the basket, he's supposed to turn around and shoot. <laughs> yeah, there was Derek that one. Derek doesn't like to shoot.
2: Yeah. Dion tells the story. He had one game. He had like seven or eight assists in the game. Oh, it was! a lot of assists. Yeah, you know? and uh, he was all happy, and 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 Lou, and Lou got on him a little bit, you know. And he's like, Coach, I had seven assists. He's like, Dion, that's not your job. <laughs> you know, <laughs> your job, your job, job to is score. to score. <laughs> Don't want to throw it back out. So anyway, uh, there's some great stories like that. If you anybody that's played for Lou Henson will tell you a story similar to that somewhere along the way. So. And there's also the Jerry Hester told me the stories about the trouble he had with the VCRs, learning how to run those, oh, yeah. the VHS tapes. He never could quite get those right. So <laughs> <laughs> technology was uh, new at that time. So anyway, there's a lot of great loose stories. 10.38 at DWS. Uh, Lauren, I appreciate your reading at 6.30 to 7.30 in the mornings, and you're sharing what you learn.
3: Well, that's I, just uh, the beginning. I read all day. Yeah. I read during the commercials here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm reading do. all the time. <laughs> Somebody
2: says I do Wordle first I, thing in bed. Often when I wake up, I
3: early. hate to. I hate to be looking at my my phone all the time, but there's so much information in there. Yeah. If you read all the stories in the Athletic, and you can't, there's mm-hmm. too many. Mm-hmm. But it, just keeping up with, then you're reading expert writers talking about their subject that they know everything about. And you you can learn everything that they know, you know that they put in their story, and and we didn't have that in the day. I oh, mean, how right. long's the athletic even been? What four years, five years? I don't not, know. Not
2: not long, but it's yeah. recent development. Yeah. Yeah, and and the the, mean,
3: the stories in there are just tremendous.
2: You used to have to wait for your weekly Sports Illustrated to show up. Yeah. You know, and that yeah. stuff was a week old by then. Yeah. You know, but you
3: have so many more choices now. Mm-hmm.
2: Gallo-Miller Paint and Collision Repair should be your choice for uh, getting your car serviced, your vehicle serviced, if you've been in an accident. Look, nobody wants to be in an accident. It's never convenient, never, ever convenient to have an accident. But uh, they can walk you through the process. They'll get it done in a timely manner, uh, get you your free estimate, and let you know if it's totaled or what you need to do with the insurance company. They speak all the insurance language. They understand all the lingo. So they'll make it as smooth as possible. Give them a call, Gallo-Miller, 217 217- Three five three zero seven seven zero GalloMiller.com. dot uh, Back to the phones again. Andy is with us here at ten forty. How you doing, Andy?
0: Hi. Good morning, guys. Hey, listen, I uh, love the show on Monday mornings. Hey, um, uh, you know, I want to talk about the the minutes played by R. J. Melendez and Coleman Hawkins this year. Uh, they're down for Melin. Well, Melendez is is up. He's up. From 8.5 last year to 21.3 this year, but his scoring is only up two points per game. So uh, it, he's averaging less than a quarter of a point per minute played. Last year, his, he shot 60% from three-point range. 60%. This year, he's shooting 23.7. Um, so. points per game in 21.3 minutes. Okay, now Coleman Hawkins is, uh, let me back up here. Uh, You can talk about that for a minute while I pull up Coleman Hawkins. Uh, He's, uh, here we go.
3: Well, first of all, uh, Melendez is not playing as many minutes now. You said he's averaged 21.3, but he's averaging half that or less. Lately. now because he just hasn't been performed but you can't base everything on points but you can base it on the fact that he's five out of his last 40 in three-point shooting that indicates something's wrong mm.
0: yeah, yeah like don't let him don't let him shoot him anymore you know let him, have him drive slash mm. to the basket he's he's pretty good at that you know mm. uh it, it really is uh you know it's it's really glaring you know um uh, and, and I don't know what the cause is, or or what to do about it, other than you know just not not letting them shoot mm-hmm. him shoot
2: uh, him. Yeah, and The the one thing you run into though is if you're if you move the ball around and he's wide open, I mean you don't you don't want the kid thinking well I'm not supposed to shoot it. I mean you want him to take it because you need him to start making them. You know, and it's kind of in a. <laughs> You're a catch-22. I love,
0: the, I love all the players. I just want them to fit together best as a unit. So,
2: yeah. you know, the
0: the thing is, uh, now Coleman Hawkins is averaging 9.3 points per game this year. Last year he averaged 5.9. But his minutes are up 12 mm-hmm. minutes per game. So he's 31.2 minutes per game versus last year he was 19 minutes a game. He pretty much just came in when uh, – somebody get in foul, foul trouble. You're, talk,
2: you're talking about Hawkins? Coleman Hawkins. Or Coleman Hawkins, right? yeah.
0: So mm-hmm. my point, you know, he doesn't even look at the basket a lot of times. He he wants to uh, – uh, he dribbles, he gets at the ball at the elbow and wants to uh, pass it out uh, instead of taking in a, a dribble, getting to about six feet and then hitting the jumper, you know, which he could do consistently. And I don't know why he's not doing that. Mm-hmm. He,
3: Have you ever seen
0: him shoot a jumper?
3: That? 6 foot jumper? No, he doesn't doesn't ever. And I don't think well, he ever Maybe he does not have the either. shot. I just I mean, I, I I he must feel like he can't shoot that shot or he would he would take it. I mean, some guys everybody has their limitations. Well, a
0: 6 foot jump shot in front of the basket? Well,
3: I don't think he's getting 6 foot jump shots. You know, I think you're exaggerating there, but I think he that he's did. got he's got shot opportunities maybe, but he's this is not uh this is not Matthew Meyer. Meyer can get off his shot. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Coleman Hawkins is. I don't think he's a good offensive player, frankly. I just don't think no, he is. I think he can pass well. I think he's a valuable member of the team. I think he plays good defense and rebounds, and I think you need him on the floor. But his not shooting doesn't bother me. I want hmm. somebody else shooting anyway.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. he's uh, he's your leading assist man. He's got more yeah. assists than anybody. Yeah. Um, he's got
3: uh, well, almost more blocks than anybody. Some guys are natural scorers. Epps is a natural scorer. He will always score. What would we do without Epps? Well, he's he's a valuable player. And, and the only thing that, you know, he's, he, he's always scored some. I mean, even though he hasn't taken an awful lot of shots, he's just a valuable guy that... I, I remember the Texas game when he stepped up and made two free throws to tie the game, put it into overtime.
2: Hit a three. I mean,
3: Yeah, yeah, he game. did. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a valuable, and he missed a three in the, in the Iowa game, so what? I mean, you're going to make some, you're going to miss some.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, well, he can – He, all, he shooting, just, Yeah, go ahead.
3: Coleman's shooting percentages are down from last year. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Ticked down just a hit. So um, – that is, uh, and so is his free throw. So he just has not improved shooting. Um, and that trend does not bode well for the NBA draft.
7: Yeah.
3: Oh, no. People. I mean, he's he's way, I mean, he's not an NBA, he's not going to be drafted as as far as I can tell. I don't care what the mock drafts have said in the past. They've, they've got to be watching this. I, hmm. I, I
0: wouldn't be putting my money on him.
3: But I think he's a valuable player for Illinois. I think he ought to come back next year, and, and hopefully he can work on his shot. If if I was him, if I was him, I would have a 15-foot jump shot that you couldn't stop by next year. And I'd exactly. shoot that, and I wouldn't that's be shooting point. threes. I wouldn't be shooting. I'd just work on that shot because I'm telling you, that's a makeable shot. The shot that Perkins made the other day, he could make. Mm-hmm. I think. Right. Yeah. And maybe, and he, and maybe I'm wrong it. on that. Maybe yeah. he couldn't make it, but I, but it, it, he could certainly get that shot with that height and his quickness and his ability we to need jump. Coleman Hawk, Hawkins putting pressure on the defenses.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, good points, Andy. Hey, thank you. All right. Good, good to visit with you. Thank you. Let me get a break in 10:46, running a couple minutes behind here. Back after this on the Monday Morning Quarterback Show. Got the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday, of course, in Arizona, Kansas City, and Philadelphia. Philadelphia's been a slight favorite in that. We'll hear more from Brent Musburger coming up. Uh, Mention the Illini men lose at Iowa 81-79. Minnesota, the game time tomorrow night is 7.30, by the way. Just a little off uh, at the bottom of the hour against the Gophers. Illini women beat Minnesota yesterday. They'll be at Nebraska Thursday at 7. Illini women's gymnastics fall to Minnesota. They'll uh, compete next on February 11th against Utah, Georgia, and Illinois State in Fort Worth at the Metroplex Challenge, 2:15 on Saturday. Men's Gymnastics got a win over Penn State. They'll be at Ohio State Saturday. Women's tennis lost to Georgia Tech, lost to Notre Dame. uh, Play at Missouri at 3 on Friday. Sunday at noon, they'll take on Illinois State at Atkins. Uh, Illinois men's tennis lost to North Carolina and Duke. Next up, UCF on Friday at 6. Saturday at 6 against Notre Dame at um, Atkins there. And then men's and women's track and field in Albuquerque this weekend. And LeBron James is just 36 points away from breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring
3: record. Get that the next game, won't
2: he? Wow. He might might do that in one game. That's for sure. Uh, 10-50. And again, a couple of notes on Minnesota here. Uh, the Gophers, I lead the all-time series 128-68. to 68, And they're 74-19 against the Gophers in Champaign. They're about dead even in Minneapolis, so that's why the margin's so big. Uh, Meyer had 19-10 and 10 in the win at the barn back on January 16th. Just some interesting notes here, talking about prepping for games, but uh, here's a couple of things I came across. Uh, the last time the Gophers were in Champaign was December 15th of 2020. It was the early December Big Ten game in the middle of the pandemic. Illinois won 92-65. Kofi Coburn had 33 points and 13 rebounds in that game. And Adam Miller had 14 points. Of course, he's now at LSU. Uh, prior to that in the State Farm Center, January 30 of 2020, the next year, uh, Feliz had 17. Illinois won an eight-point game. They blew them out on January sixteenth of 2019 here, 95-68, IO had 23 and Georgie B had 20 in that game. The last Minnesota win at State Farm Center, February 4th, 2017. And here's some of the names from the past. Minnesota won 68-59. That's their last win. That's six years ago. Kipper Nichols had 16. Maverick Morgan had 12 and 11. And it was a sellout. The first of the renovated State Farm Center.
3: Is that right?
2: The first since March 4th of 2015. So that was a sellout game against Minnesota in 2017 last time they won here, so anyway, those are some of the little tidbits I dug up I mined for and I found from previous Minnesota meetings, but they come in at the bottom of the conference at one and eleven so Minnesota's that's what...
3: never had a a a long run of success right. at any point. I mean, they've had some good teams if you go way back mm-hmm. but um they, they just haven't the basketball has not been great up there for a long. For a long time, really.
2: They they just celebrated the 95th birthday of the Williams Arena. It was built, it opened in 1928, and uh, they played a game there the other day and uh, lost, but. It was the Chester
3: uh, Fraser said he went off the end one time. Yeah, I he did, yeah. I didn't remember that, but I I think about it every time I think about playing there. If you went hard into the basket and got knocked down, let's say knocked in the air, you'd fly right off the end of the ba- uh, right up the end of the court yeah.
2: and, and S- fall a couple of feet. And sincere Harris first game there, diving for a loose ball right out of bounds like he was body surfing right off the end of the court <laughs> into the, into the crowd. So Anyway, yeah, it's kind of fun. 10:53. let's check with Brent Musburger, our daily update from there in Vegas as we get ready for the Super Bowl this week. Illinois, a couple of games this week against Minnesota and Rutgers. And here's our buddy Brent in the desert with the number. 10:56 on a Monday morning quarterback show tomorrow we've got some open line time Jim die on Wednesday. Rand Hansen former host here at DWS nationally syndicated host now will join us on Thursday. Friday we'll have a cardiologist in here and talk about your heart so and uh, the uh, show here and, of course Lauren will have a show on Saturday with Steve. We've got uh, Minnesota tomorrow night at 7:30. Rutgers in Illinois at 1. Coming up on Saturday, and that ought to be a doozy, I would think.
3: Oh yeah, and, oh yeah, you know, they're, the they're pretty Rutgers. balanced and they're sneaky good. They're uh, they're they're making a good move under Pykele, Peichel, and Peichel's got a new contract, by the way. He should. So, yeah, I'll that think, was
2: kind of a dead end job there for a long time. But if you were going to
3: play a game in Madison Square Garden, is that a good idea when you have so, such an advantage back at home?
2: <laughs> well, they were able to win it. So they got it done. I don't know what the breakdown of the crowd was, but I'm sure a lot of folks made the...
3: I heard they had a really good crowd. Yeah, I
2: would think so. Yeah, for Rutgers. All right, uh, Stan's with us here. Good morning, Stan. Got a couple minutes. Yeah, hey, you doing, right? Good. Uh, yes, yeah, real quick. Uh,
9: Coach Winky at Tuscola, I, I listen to you guys' show every day, and I think you do a great job. People really don't understand when you say how much you study to what you do. But I was, uh, Lauren, and you mentioned LeBron James, probably going to break uh, the uh, scoring record. The other day I was reading... Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, in his career, to get the scoring record, made one (laughs) three-pointer. And uh, LeBron James has made Mm 2,926. So you can certainly get to a scoring record a lot of different ways, but I thought that was amazing. That'd that'd take
2: LeBron about another two-thirds of a season without a three-pointer. Yeah, Kareem was one of 18 from three. One right? of 18. One of 18 <laughs> in his career. How about and that? I, I, and
9: I would have been surprised, and I bet you a couple of those 18 were hook shots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I,
2: I wouldn't doubt it. Well, Stan, good to hear from we you. Guys, Ho- hope you're doing good. Right. Hope you're doing well.
9: All right. We're doing good. You, great show. Appreciate you doing this all the time. Thank
2: you, Stan. See you good, later. good to hear from you, and congratulations to you and all the great success over the years down there. Uh, by the way, the top five scores NBA history, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, LeBron James, Carl Malone, Kobe Bryant, and Michael Jordan. And then it's Dirk Nowitzki, Wilt Chamberlain, Shaquille O'Neal, Carmelo Anthony, and Moses Malone are the top ten. A lot of big guys in there. A lot of big guys in yeah. there. Elvin Hayes was 11, Elijah won 12, Oscar Robertson 13, Durant 14, Dominique Wilkins 15. So those are your top scores. All right. Hey, Lauren, thank you. It was thank fun. Thank you got the rebounders today. We've got a coaches show tonight, High School Confidential, previewing maybe a Central and Centennial game coming up. So that'll be big. Collins' latest top ten rankings. Chris Thomas at the Esquire tonight. So we'll have it all covered right here on the radio. Back tomorrow with more Penny for your thoughts. Thanks for being with us. This is WDWS Champaign-Urbana. More on this big earthquake in the Middle East.